Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is Tuesday, January the 26th already. <laughs> I mean, it's like we were just celebrating the new year, and here we are, 26 days into the new year already, and I'm still super excited, super geek about all the amazing things that um, are possible and that are happening, and I'm just really excited, and especially excited that you guys are tuned in to Loretta McNary Live, the radio show. It just does my heart so good when I see all the callers in the queue, and I see the people that are signing in online. This is so amazing, and you know what? I think Blog Talk Radio is the next best thing to, you know, the iPhone. And you know how much we love our iPhones, but Blog Talk Radio, it just makes everything so accessible from all over the world. People can literally hear you and meet you and over the phone, right, over the Internet. So I'm really excited about that. Also just excited, about, and, yes, I'm always excited about my guests because I always manage – uh, just by the grace of God, I know, to have the most phenomenal, exciting thought leaders, celebrities, business owners. I mean, if I could, these people deserve to be on the Forbes of 500, <laughs> and they probably are. A lot of them are, not probably are, a lot of them are, and I get to sit and talk to them, get up and close, up close and personal, and bring them to you, my friends, my family, my audience from all across the world. It is the most exciting thing. Just think about that. This was unheard of a few years ago, and oh, we get to do that. We get to be a part of cutting edge technology, and which brings me to my guest. Let me um, just tell you you guys a little about my guest. There's so much that I can tell you, but then I would spend all the time telling you about him and you wouldn't get to hear him, but <laughs> you have got to Google him. I've heard about him over the years from different people that I met and just in passing, it, his name would come up. So, and I know people who personally know him, but anyway, um, my guest today is the amazing, awesome, super phenomenal Al Hollingsworth. He is a wealthy business leader, an international speaker, a minister of the gospel, and owner of the Al Delano Packaging Corporation. And the uh, Packaging Corporation is what we're going to concentrate on today, but he owns several other successful businesses. So I'm going to just go ahead and bring him on. You know I don't like to spend a lot of time telling you who's going to be on the show. I'd like for you to meet them. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome for the very first time Mr. Al Hollingsworth to Loretta McNary Live radio show. Good morning, Mr. Hollingsworth. Well, good morning, good morning, and thank you for having me on your show. It's an exciting day here in Tennessee. Oh, yes, you are already here. We could have done this live together. I didn't even think about that. I wasn't sure what time you're going to be here, but you're here. You're online. The world is listening. And I, um, I've been doing a lot of research on you since I knew that I was going to have the uh, blessed opportunity to interview you. And I know we're here to talk about the cold, the cold box, which I think is incredible. And I'm not that tech savvy, but what you're doing with solar power and how you're using it is just simply amazing. So let's kind of talk about that, but I do hope we have time to share with them your other business ventures because you you are awesome. You and your wife, Ms. Hattie, are so awesome. Well, thank you. And I tell you, she is awesome. She, I never leave home without her. 
<laughs> and that's wonderful. You should teach a class on that because if more men did that, we would have less conflict in marriages. I promise you, if they knew the value of having their covering with them, and that's believers and unbelievers, it is so, so important to have her with you for so many reasons, so many reasons. But that's awesome. I tell you, we could we could talk about that for an hour. <laughs> and you'll have to come back on and we'll share, right? We'll make marriages and relationships so much healthier. Absolutely, absolutely. So tell us, just let's just go right into this solar coal box. And I saw pictures of it. I saw the video. So for those who can't see that yet, we got to paint all these pictures on this radio show. So I'm just going to bow down right now so you can have the floor and just tell us about this amazing technology that you created and how you are really like a uh, renaissance man, renaissance man in the field of global economy now. Well, let, let's talk about a dream because uh, I've, uh, we teach seminars around the world and, uh, about how to birth a dream from the invisible to the physical and all of what uh, being a Christian, uh, and and, uh, there's no way that uh, I'll ever appear anywhere or speak anywhere without uh, giving uh, Jesus Christ, uh, my Lord and Savior, all of the credit for everything that is accomplished over Mm. my life and by grace. So I want to make sure that we really get that first of all. I really appreciate all of the accolades and the nice words, but we know it's by grace. So with that, Amen. and the Bible is a foundation of uh, what we do in business and how we've succeeded in uh, doing packaging operations around the country and, and all of what we do. It's really by God's leading and by God's grace. So with that as a, a foundational point, I want to talk about um, – this Joel 228 period that uh, I believe we're in right now, you know, there's so many things going on pointing to that uh, this is a time of dream and visions and uh, old and young people will begin to dream dreams and see visions and uh, that this earth is going to be transformed by those who are connected to what God is doing in this time frame. With that, when you look through Scripture, there is a requirement of belief. You know, Jesus spoke to, according to your belief, bid unto you, belief. You know, the healing of the woman with the issue of blood, all of these things were according to her faith and belief. And and many of the works that we saw Jesus do was uh, was challenged by one's faith or Belief, all of that is a acquired mode of behavior that has become addicted, compulsory, mandatory way of acting, behaving, fixed through repetition. This aspect of believing, believing, believing. And I, as I read the scripture and, and have so for many years and have taught and written books about it, there is nothing impossible when you believe. Nothing is impossible when you believe. So, as I looked around the world, and, and I've just come back from, from Guatemala and, and Mexico City, uh, I traveled throughout Africa and Asia and other parts of the world, and I've seen such devastation in terms of infrastructure. And I began mm-hmm. to ask the question, why? Why are the developing 
uh, countries or the would-be developing countries are so poor and devastated. And the reason that when you really look at it, it's the lack of infrastructure. Example in Africa, Ghana, Nigeria, and throughout all of Africa. Why are we? Why are they so far behind in terms of, of economics, and so far behind in terms of industrial development? It's because of lack of infrastructure, which is very costly. And when I speak of infrastructure. I'm speaking of uh, the ability to have power, the ability to have good, clean, you know, water to uh, mm-hmm. or, or, or access to water, uh, access to the things that we in the West have become so familiar with. And I began to ask the question that why can't we unearth our own wealth? Why aren't these nations able to unearth their own wealth? Why is it that other nations, China and other India, comes into other nations and unearth their wealth, and they can't unearth their own wealth? And it boils right back to the point of lack of resources and the capacity for infrastructure. And I began to take a look at, well, if nothing is impossible, why can't we develop a clean source of infrastructure. And that began the journey. That began the journey of why not. If, if, if everything is possible, nothing is impossible, why can't we begin to develop our own force of, source of infrastructure? And I began to then take a look at understanding, you know, physics. I'm a student of physics, and I love understanding protons, neutrons, and electrons, and everything that we have in life is made up of a combination of those uh, three basic elements of protons, neutrons, and electrons, and the combinational mixes. And we saw Jesus turning water to wine by his ability mm-hmm. to convert these basic elements. He's feeding the multitude because we're breathing protons, neutrons, and electrons. So nothing is impossible if you have, if you are a master and have the ability to influence the thought, the opinion, behavior of the basic elements of like protons, neutrons, and electrons. And so with that, I, 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 I started a dream. Now, I took a long time to bring you to this point, but I want you to imagine. I want you to imagine um, uh, uh, refrigeration. Just imagine having uh, refrigeration and freezing, not being driven by on-grid power. Just imagine you are able to now, where previously you were uh, in um, a small village and your food that you captured by fishing or hunting, if you didn't consume it within a day or two, it would be spoiled because you had the lack of refrigeration or ice. What would happen if you now had the capacity to have refrigeration and freezing instantly available to you how much would that change the quality and the health of your village, your community? How would that impart greater capacity for you to export those resources that are, are available to you to unearth out of your own um, agribusiness, that you can now take vegetables out of the soil that now previously had gone to waste and you've now had to get food from other people, begging food from others because – you didn't have the capacity 
to keep it under proper refrigeration or freezing. If you can imagine a tomato, if it's not in the refrigeration, or banana, how quickly it would rot if you if it wasn't kept under proper temperature controlled conditions. How wow. would that affect things? And so, you know what that is. Go ahead. I just I just want to slow you down. You wow! I'm I'm just been writing. I got so many nuggets that I want to share, and I know that our listening audience is like in that mode. Please go get pen and pencil. You know when you're listening to my show, you're gonna get some nuggets of wisdom, and you're gonna be taught um, things that you never even thought about. And I love how you started with imagine a dream, and then the other cabinet to answer that question that you were just building this scenario around. It would be both life saving and life changing which we, I'm sure you've seen that as soon as the solar cold box hit the ground. So, But for you to even be able to imagine that, and I love how you use Job 2.28, and for those who are not Bible scholars or, you know, you just haven't heard it in a while, it's the one that says that if you also decree a thing, <laughs> you will, if you just decree a thing, and then the verse before that, you will pay, pray to him and he will hear you. And you will pray your vows, and then that 28 comes in, you would decree a thing. So I just wanted to slow it down because you're giving us so much wisdom, so much knowledge, and you are forcing us to call and to believe on that scripture that we've quoted all of our lives as believers. And even those who are unbelievers, it's a business principle that they said, you know what, if you practice, makes perfect and all that stuff. So if you just will believe that truly when God says nothing is impossible, there is nothing that is impossible. And well, uh, Mr. Alcorn just stated well, that. Well, well, you know, when you say nothing is impossible, you have to remember why we even go to church on, on Sunday. We celebrate <laughs> the Sabbath. We celebrate yes. the finished work of God. So in Genesis 2, God has finished everything. So it is finished. And so, all, you know, that's the second, uh, uh, that's the first law of thermodynamics, that energy can neither be created nor destroyed, only converted. And so this mm. basic principle that everything is finished, it can neither be created nor destroyed, only converted, that's what we're doing in this world. We're just really converting resources of protons, neutrons, and electrons. We're just in the process of converting those into new elements, and it's according to one's belief. Now, we, I don't have time to go into all of that, but that, they'll uh-huh. have to come to a seminar for that part. But the point <laughs> that I'm making is nothing is impossible according to one's belief. But if you could go back, because you asked me the question about how did this solar box come about, I'm just saying it begins by saying, what if, what if, why, you know, what, why not? You know, if I truly, truly am a believer, and that's one that, that we talked about has an acquired mode of behavior that has become, that is, a, have become addicted to trusting the word of God. Why not? If, if the word of God says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, all things, not some things, why not believe that now? that uh, believe in what does not exist in the physical, but yet it has by the fact that I have a dream the compa- that it exists in the spiritual. And the function of the church, the function of a believer is to bring the assignment, is to bring the kingdom of God on earth, Matthew 6, as it is in heaven. Or we have to bring 
the existence of the invisible to the physical. And so this assignment for believers, we should be the entrepreneurs of the world. We should be the innovators of the world. We should be those that are bringing those dreams, the visions, the thoughts of God that he places within us, the church, on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, so, so with that understanding, going back to the process of, of this dream of infrastructure, that 40% of 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 waste over a trillion dollars is lost throughout the world in waste between post harvest and market. In other words, I take it out of the ground, but before I can get it to the market, it has gone to waste. So I dig a product out of the ground, take my product out of the ground, I'm a farmer, but before I can get it to the market, it has gone to waste. Now, what would happen if we're talking about a global famine and this show that we're we're being told that there is a uh, global famine expected in 2035 if we could now convert the loss, reverse the waste, and convert it into a consumable product? That's 40% additional to our food food base that would solve the global famine problem, but it's infrastructure. And so that started that dream. Now, one, if you could get the refrigeration and ice, can you imagine fish and so forth? Or, um, you know, we said refrigeration, freezing. But I want you to imagine now water, uh, taking water out of the air. You don't you're in a, a remote area. There is no water underground, or at least it's so far, so deep, can't dig that far. There's rivers uh-huh. too far for you to go. But there's always uh, humidity in the air. What happens if we could take the moisture out of the air and now convert that moisture now into good, clean, drinkable water? And now, and not only that, but convert it to ice. And so this is what we've done. We've just, if you can just imagine now, again, when you're breathing, you're still breathing H2O, hydrogen, oxygen. You're still breathing protons, neutrons, and electrons. You, you have to have humidity. We're made up of water. Everything exists has to have hydrogen and oxygen and the, 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 every, every part of it. You couldn't breathe if there was no humidity. And so... We have been able to capture the humidity out of the air, the dew, if you will, out of the air, and now mm-hmm. convert that to drinkable water and also now convert that to ice. What happens now if we can now, we've got refrigeration and freezing, we've got water, we have ice. One more thing, what happens, can you dream with me a moment and say, think about all of the the, the dreams that have been left behind because people didn't have sufficient energy or power to run to 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 uh, convert their uh, equipment. Uh, you know, I I don't do it because I don't have the strength to to uh, and and I you know to turn or twist or move an item. But if only I had the the a capacity that we have found and take for granted in the West to just plug in a drill that I can drill a hole, that I can, I can heat a, a product, I can toast my toast, that I can pl- 
plug in a machine into a, a circuit, and it will do the converting of the cooking microwave, making toast, uh, blending, drilling holes, uh, and and all it requires is the capacity to have an access access to electrical current and power. What would happen if I had that available in a small village? How would that convert the ability of a, of a small community to thrive and to meet its needs, to improve on its conditions of prosperity. And so with our cold box, I want you to know that the dream that I just shared with you, the refrigeration freezing, water and ice, and the ability now to have this energy available, all has been contained into a 20-foot, 40, uh, 40-foot container that we call the Aldolano Solar Cold Box that now is available. It is not a dream. It's a reality that is now available to be seen for those who would come and view it there in Tennessee. And I wish I had the exact location for those to come that would want to see it. I would have to get back to you on that because my team is already there. And um, I've just traveled in from out of the country, and I'm not sure exactly where our box is being shown today, but it's through the chamber. Yeah, it's at the BioWorks. Yeah, the BioWorks on Dudley. So anybody that's in Memphis that's listening, uh, it's at BioWorks, and that's on Dudley off Union. So, and, and I didn't know it was going to actually be here. That is so awesome. Now I got to go see it. <laughs> I just got to go see it. I gotta well, got to be able to lay my. And taste the water. The water is, now, I, I want to share with you, I want, Memphis has tremendous water. You have mm-hmm. tremendous water, but you have to taste the water that we've taken out of your Memphis air and, and run through our filters and so forth. It is amazing. <laughs> you would think it were the new wine. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, and it makes so much sense, and I am by no stretch of the imagination a science scholar, but I do get that there is humidity in the air and that H2O, and when you start talking about the um, the protons and the neutrons and how that mist, is, you can feel the mist, the humidity, and, you know, we have a ton of humidity in the summer here. And so how you were able to just say, you know what, why don't we use that? and make it um, drinkable water and ice, and how do you do that? So, like I said, I'm no science scholar, but I can understand how that it is possible to do it, but I would have never thought to do it. I would have never thought to do it, and there's nobody else's thought to do it until, you know, God sent Al and Hattie Hollingsworth to this earth because he put into you something that nobody else is going to be able to do. So I'm just so deeply, deeply grateful that you took the time to say what if and why not so that now people and the countries that, you know, they always say donate money here. And I always knew that there was not a shortage of product because you can grow, but what what it is is a shortage of access to resources. And you nailed it on the head. Absolutely. When you and said the that. ability to unvert, unearth their, right. their own wealth. And it's easy, you know, that is a condition of imperialism, if you will, is that you keep people poor and that uh, mm-hmm. you begin to, to, to milk their labor 
but not providing them the intellectual capital to unearth their own wealth. And so you continue to keep them poor by feeding them, but yet not allowing them to have the access to the wealth of knowledge that will that give you the capacity to unearth your own wealth. And so what I'm excited about is that uh, we are giving nations now the ability to be able to unearth their own wealth. Mm. That uh, we no longer have to be a, a, a and I a, be care. I want to be careful how I use this word, but imperialized or enslaved by others because of our lack of knowledge. And that uh, once we know, once we have the capacity to to unearth our own gifts and talents, I was listening to you talking about your radio show and how blog now has opened up the whole world. It's always been mm-hmm. there, but we just. We've just come to the awareness of its existence. It's nothing new. Mm-hmm. It's been there for thousands of years, but we've just learned in recent times how to convert it, how to convert this, uh, this marvelous gift of God that he's given to us and has been in existence since the genesis of time, but we've just now learned how to convert it. And so we're learning more and more exponentially how to convert the resources, the gifts that God has given us. And it's just the beginning. Oh, and by the way. Absolutely. Let let me just say one more thing. So for your audience. Okay. Guess what? Guess what? What? Let's get excited. You see, normally we have to be plug everything into the grid. And if our power goes off, or, or if you don't have enough money, the electrician go, the electric, the, the power company says your power is going to go off. And guess what? In these villages, they have no electricity. They have no power to plug in things. But this is run totally solar. Oh my goodness! That we yes, thus the solar coal box. That is amazing. You know what? I'm thinking that this is the the next best thing to being able to fly. You know, when the Wright brothers or whoever they're giving credit to creating the airplane, this yeah. what you have done is is similar to that. It is it is going to change the world. It is going to change the entire world. And I like how you use your how you always use spiritual principles, which people call, you know, in the business world, they call them infrastructure and they call it strategy. But you talked about, um, you know, instead of just giving people food, teach them how to preserve their own food. So that meant, that was, that brought to my mind when you're supposed to not just give people fish, but teach them how to fish so they can take care of themselves. And then the other thing you talked about was the lack of knowledge and resources. We have to Go ahead and follow our dreams and make this stuff happen because God will provide. Like you said, if you believe he is who he says he is, then why are you not creating your next, the next great thing? Why are you not launching your business? Why are you not writing your book? And these are people who go to church every Sunday who sit on the road, who know the word, but yet they're stagnant. So how do you move from that, uh, Mr. Al? How do you get people to understand the word is real? Just test it and see. Well, let, let, let's talk that for a moment because, again, this is why I really, uh, we do, again, and, and I'm not trying to celebrate or promote our seminars, but we do them once a month because people are always coming to one, hey, can you coach me, can you uh, mm-hmm. mentor me, one and one, and we just never had the time. So once a month we do it at our office in California. We have people come from all over the country and the world to attend our seminars so that we can coach them once. And, and and we do it as as efficiently because we seldom are at home. 
But to answer your question, let me um, get there. If I were to say to you, Kichi, uh, Kichi, go get it. Kichi, Kichi, go get it. Uh, are, are you moving yet? No. <laughs> no. Why? Why are you not moving? Because I need more than that to make me move. That's just I'm just not excited by that. No, I'm just saying, would you be nice enough to, to get the kichi-kichi for me, please? Well, the reason you're not moving is because I've spoken logos, but you see no rhema. Ooh. And so logos without rhema is worthless. It doesn't convert. Uh-uh. And words that don't draw internal pictures for you to see on the inside, therefore you can't do it on the outside. And this kingdom, oh this Luke 17, 20, 21, says the kingdom of God is within us. And that God is, you know, if I were to give you a pen, and I would say take this pen now, and you would reach for it, I would tell you you're, you're taking it in the past. Every Woo! time you would reach out for it, you would, I said, no, 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 you're taking it in the past. I said, take it now. You would eventually oh get to the understanding that you took it on the inside. You made a decision in your mind to take it, and then you took it. And so oh now, okay, Mr. Al. Uh, see, so I gotta get to, I got to get to California for some of your teaching. I gotta tell people where you are. You're you're going to be at Twenty Dudley Street, Suite Nine Hundred at the Memphis BioWorks. Um, that's Twenty Dudley street and you gotta you gotta go research him because he does this conference called vertical leap and it is will blow your mind then he has boss and then he and his wife have al hattie private christian retreat in southern california you guys gotta follow him and research him because i'm telling you you can glean some of this and it will affect you in a way that will push you forward and his teaching i know people who have used it and have gone on to do amazing things so mr al i'm just so happy for this interview Thank you for what all you're doing, and thank you for asking those questions and proving that God's word is true if you just apply it and believe. And I will see you on Thursday at my live taping, and I will see you um, later today at the BioWorks. Thank you again for your time. Thank you, everybody, for listening. So sorry. This interview went so fast. I could talk to him for hours. You all think positive dreams, big dreams, help someone along the way, and we'll see you very soon. Bye-bye, everybody. Awesome. Bye-bye. Stuff.